Advancements in technology, shifting markets, and the gig economy are changing the nature of work. With this in mind, Harvard Business School Executive Education is launching a new program on managing the future of work. Based on the latest research into the forces reshaping workforce demographics, this program is designed to help employers remain competitive by thinking strategically about today's evolving business landscape. Learn more at hbs.me future. That's hbs.me future. No mercy. SoManeShows.com bringing you another Cobra Kai podcast. This time for episodes five and six of the YouTube Red series. I'm Jay. I'm here with my fellow Cobra Kai members. What's up, guys? What's going on? Mike? What up? Pete from the street. What's going on, everybody? No mercy. It's no not mercy. It's karate. It's Cobra Kai. Yeah. I've seen that episode five. These are my three, this is like two of my three favorite, uh, this is my favorite section of the show, other than the finale. Oh. Oh. Five, six, the five, six, seven. I call the I love the them becoming, all, so. The it doesn't even matter to me. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about episodes five and six. Uh, we'll have uh, seven and eight out in a couple of days, too. And then shortly thereafter, we'll finish it up with nine and ten. Look, I can even count. I'm I'm pretty impressed with myself. You guys impressed? I know you're impressed. I am firing on a yes, pole. Say. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> oh, so Johnny. You should Team give Johnny. all of us names, Jay. You should give all of us Sensei Johnny uh, okay. style nickname. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm knucklehead. <laughs> like numbskull and. <laughs> idiot face <laughs> i don't even know he just comes up with ridiculous stuff oh man nice shirt. Yeah. thanks i was joking that shirt's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> uh you know if that was like my dojo down the street i i wouldn't join because i don't want to be ridiculed 24 hours a day but i would definitely like it's go sit in every class and be like this is entertainment at its finest oh my god 100 percent um, all right, let's um let's start with episode five. And I thought we might try this a little different. We'll have like our regular segments where we'll um you know, we're gonna talk about the episode real quick. Um, but then we'll talk about maybe our own personal pivotal moments or what we thought were those pivotal moments. Rate the episode and um we'll see if we still fall in that same team hashtag where we were previously. Uh, you guys want to remind everyone which team you were previously? Do you remember who you picked in the last podcast? It's been a couple of days. I'm all team Johnny. I'm all team yeah, Johnny. I was, ha- I was hashtag team Johnny Hart. Yeah, for real. I was team Miguel Sensei. Quiet. <laughs> uh, I go around walking around and people just talking and I scream at them. Quiet. It's, it's it works everywhere. Universal language. <laughs> I haven't had anyone, you know, you know, straighten up and yes, sensei, but they do look at me funny. All right, episode five. Um, I'm gonna just throw out I don't know five or six things 
from this episode as just a very quick recap. You guys can let me know if I missed anything, anything you want to expound on. Um, and then we'll get into, you know, which things or portions of this episode maybe you thought were pivotal. Um, some things that happened in this episode, uh, we see uh, LaRusso, Daniel, uh, having a quite fancy dinner meeting with his friends slash property owner in the area, Armand, um, for a little bit of trickery. We see Robbie kind of try to reconnect with his mom at one point, but it fails. Um, we see some uh, new student at the dojo. Uh, no girls in Cobra Kai originally. Um, we see Sam's relationship with her friends break down. Uh, we get to watch Miguel uh, defend Sam at one point and take out. I didn't even I didn't even write down his name in my notes. I put out Tyler. take out the asshole. Just take out the asshole. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, even though Mike said his name, you know who the asshole is. You should. Um, we see Daniel visit Miyagi's grave, which was a sad moment um, and uh, appeared to be like a teachable moment there for Daniel. Um, all of a sudden, the dojo has a whole bunch of new students. Um, and guess who gets a job at LaRusso's? I can't even believe it's not butter. So that's my super quick. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. What did you guys think about this stuff in the episode? What did you think of the episode in general? Did I miss anything important uh, before we start breaking it down? And I don't care who talks nope. first. No, I think you got everything. Uh, you the high notes. Um, I think I mentioned off air, you know, this middle section of the series, five, six, seven, I think are the most important in the series. And I finished it off. I think this is uh, the really pivotal uh, episode. I think a lot of things turn that will play out over the rest of the sure. season, and they happen and they start in this episode. So, yeah, this episode had a lot of stuff in it, a lot of stuff in it. Um, and I mean, it really had a little bit of everybody, too. So, it wasn't just these huge moments for one person, there's big things across the board. Um, and, and obviously, you, you felt it was important, and I agree, but did you enjoy? episode oh yeah oh yeah yes absolutely. about you Pete? yeah no absolutely that's what i'm talking about no mercy so in that quick rundown what are some of these moments or moment if you just want to pick one i'll kind of leave it up to you guys and pete you can start first if you'd like uh what what are some of your more pivotal moments from this episode that you feel maybe impacted the story or the show itself the most um all right well i'm gonna start with the with two moments that i just thought were um funny the one was when uh larusso's son was drinking the butter i thought that was totally gross <laughs> <laughs> and i was yeah. just thinking to myself like i, I want to know what these guys think about it so what do you guys think about the kid drinking the butter i mean just as a side note <laughs> um it's not what i would do I think that's a metaphor for his son entirely. You know? Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and I, I think it's a metaphor for everything that like Johnny rails against in this episode a little bit, but then next episode, like this is these are what kids are like these days. You know, they drink butter. You know, they're soft. <laughs> they're literally soft. You know, like, they've got right. no goddamn sense. So, 
Oh, yeah. So moving on, um, a few pivotal moments. I believe one is when Johnny's in the dojo and he's talking to the girl and she's like, it's my first day. And he says, your enemies don't care what day it is. I mean, yeah. it wasn't really it wasn't pivotal towards the episode, but I felt it was pivotal towards Cobra Kai's way of thinking that they're not just a, a, a karate dojo that's just, you know, doing, you know, nonviolence style. This is a different style where, you know, they are striking first, they are striking hard, and they are dealing with no mercy. So I thought that was very important. I also thought um, a very big moment in the episode was when he got the gi. When um, Johnny gives Miguel the gi that he asked for in the beginning, in the first couple episodes, and I felt like Mm -hmm. that was a really big moment. And then Miguel hugs Johnny at the same time. Isn't that the same time Robbie's walking to go talk to Johnny? It is, it is. So he sees that, and I feel like (laughs) that's that's a firecracker for the episode too, because I felt like if he wasn't, if he didn't, if that whole thing didn't happen with Miguel and he didn't give him the key yeah. at that moment and Robbie walked there at any other time, it's a totally different scenario and probably a different first yeah, season of the potentially. show. I agree. I agree. And um, the last part was seeing all the people outside the dojo. Cause I'm like, now, now you're ready to go. Now, now we have something now, now Cobra Kai is established. Let's go. So those are my moments. Okay. Mike, what you got? Uh, I mean, the episode starts with a great montage, which, you know, as it takes you through Christmas, you could see with the decorations, you know, you see him in, not to evoke, you know, Rocky, but you see him, you know, getting stronger, you know, you see him right. getting faster, you see him with the pitching machine. Right. I, I think that I think that's effective compact storytelling, you know, it shows passage of time and it shows improvement. Uh, there, everyone kind of had a pivotal moment in this episode. You know, I think Neil has his least likable moment and his first and one of his few likable moments, both in this episode, you know, intentionally going and causing the rent double in the strip. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, doesn't sure. affect Johnny. Like that affects everyone there. Like he's, that's a dick move, yeah. you know, and, and it wasn't mm-hmm. really a dick move, but then he has the, the moment with at uh, Mr. Miyagi's grave, you know, and he, you know, he has, he recalls this lesson on balance, which from his yeah. point of view and, and, you know, as his story plays out over the episode, balance is his buzzword. You know, where Johnny's strike first, strike hard, you know, Johnny, uh, Daniels is balance. Balance, balance, balance. Balance in life, balance in karate, balance. And, uh, right. you know, it's first one, and he, he reopens his dojo. And I think the most pivotal episode, uh, part of the episode, though, is, and it's also my favorite part, is Miguel standing up for Sam, who's being slut-shamed in the school for something she actually didn't do. Not just right. from Tyler and the dummy bullies, uh, but Aisha too. You know, she you know she yep. tries to come you know make amends with Aisha, and Aisha's like, nah, yep. you know, there's some other choice things. But Miguel, I mean, this is his opening, and he's not going to let it go to chance, and he opens up some whoop ass. <laughs> and I, you are a hundred percent correct if you're thinking that I'm sitting here, you know, throwing punches and kicks and going, Aya! <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> Strike first, you know when yeah, right, you know, right. Kyler, Kyler pushes him like, yo, I'm not, I'm ready for your, you know, your shitty karate, and uh, he he arm bars him. Miguel arm bars him. He's like, it's not lame ass karate, and he breaks his arm. It's Cobra Kai, and then you just hear the crack <laughs> of the phone, right. dude. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I was so excited. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was throwing money yeah. at the TV screen. I don't know why, but it made me really. <laughs> I was fucking overjoyed. Uh, uh, yeah, that's where all my twenties went. I was, dude. I was, I was making it rain. Uh, it was one. It's one of my favorite moments in the series. Uh, it was definitely my favorite moment in the show. So I love it. It's Cobra Kai. I love it. 
Awesome. Yeah, uh, and to expound on that for me too, because I have two kind of key ingredients for this episode, um, and that one there where he does go off, and I, besides it being just a total badass Cobra Kai bunch of stuff, um, it also shows us that Miguel is legit. We know he is somebody that can do something and Cobra Kai is working. Um, for me, it showed me as the viewer that, you know, um, he's not just that kid that's learning karate. He's legit. He can do this. Uh, the other part for me in this that I felt was pivotal is in the beginning, while he's, um, while we see him doing his, his more intensive training and stuff, we see that Johnny has had to sublet out the dojo, um, <laughs> which is both comical and sad at the same time. But by the time we get to the end of the episode, we've got 30 kids hanging outside ready to sign up um, and be part of Cobra Kai. So we also not only see that Miguel is legit, now we see it looks like Cobra Kai might actually become legit. And I think that's a, a big deal for me anyway. Yeah. Can't wait to sign up. Uh, one so. thing yeah. one thing I wanted to I wanted to build off of what Pete said because I agree with him. Uh with the whole Robbie plot line. I mean Robbie's plot line really gets going in this episode, his whole LaRusso uh subterfuge is born here. But it's born from him wanting to maybe get back with his father. You know, he, he spends the entire beginning of the episode watching his mom blow it up uh left and right and sharing inappropriate details with her son. Like Wow. Real. And, yeah. you know, he, and he's clicking through his dad's website, uh, which Johnny has a website, like Cobra Kai has a website, but that, that shocked me. But uh, he's clicking through the website, <laughs> he has to keep the headphones on just to not hear his mom and her daily suitor. Uh, you know, he goes down to the dojo. I, I think he goes down there to be like, you know, let's let's find this bond. And, you know, maybe maybe you could be my salvation because mom is worthless. Uh, and then he sees that moment which is not unlike another moment we're going to see later on in the series, but he spies this moment out of context and, and writes off his father as being worthless as his mom. And that tells his entire storyline that, that 50 yard gaze that he has Robbie and uh, not Robbie, uh, Miguel and uh, Johnny hugging literally snaps him and propels the rest of his storyline for the season, you know, pivotal episode. Lots of everyone, everyone turned on this episode. Uh, so yeah, Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I agree too. Uh, so, what do you guys rate this episode? You know, we rate our episodes one to ten. Uh, one karate chop all the way up to ten karate chops. One being not so great. Ten being pretty darn awesome. Where do you guys fall? One to ten. Mike, you're up first this time. Uh, nine and a half uh, karate chops. Uh, yeah, I knew you were going high. My, this is my favorite episode. I think other than the finale. So, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm gonna do a nine myself, just because I want to leave a little wiggle room, um, in case I need it for future episodes. But no, I sure. I think it's definitely up there. What do you got? What do you got, Pete? Um, well, everyone knows I'm very critical. So if you're gonna get a good grade out of me, you know the show is gonna have to have everything in it. Or should I say the episode is gonna have to have everything in it? And this episode did. So I'm gonna rate it a nine along with you guys. Oh, dude, you never do that. Holy, that's how you know moly. it's good. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. Man. All right. I like it. Um, all right. So just yes or no. If if it's a no, don't tell me who you've changed to. 
yet because we'll save that for the very end. But yes or no, are you the same team that you started with after this episode number five? For me, it's a yes. I'm still Team Johnny. What about you guys? Yes or no? Yes. Same, Team Miguel. Let's go. Especially now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mike. Uh, Same for me. Uh, same for me, Team Johnny. Uh, I think I like his arc. I like where he's going. I like I like the choices he's making overall. Maybe I wouldn't have made them, but I like what he's doing. Right. It's working out for him. So okay, all right. Uh, let's move to episode six, entitled "Quiver." Uh, and do you guys know how Quiver relates to Cobra Kai? Any idea? Any idea? Either of you? It's said I, on the I do, bottom but I know screen. I don't want to take it away from you though. Yeah, oh, sorry, no, you Mike. can take it away from me. I want to make sure you guys are reading your screen, because you are correct, Pete. It was on the screen and did explain it. What what does Quiver mean for Cobra Kai, Pete? Come on, man. Let me hear it. A sting? A sharp bite? I don't remember. Oh, shameful, shameful. I've Mike seen it redeeming. like four times, too. This was a good episode. Mike redeeming. You have, to, you, have to, you have to school down to the obsolete use of Quiver. The obsolete <laughs> yep. use of Quiver. <laughs> yep. The group... A group of cobras. All right, yeah, that's yeah. right. Snucks. I think I think right. when I saw this episode, I paused it, screenshotted it, and put it on Twitter. And I think I maybe even asked you, you that we could talk about it because I thought it yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so let's see. Uh, in this episode, we get a flashback where we see young Johnny and kind of how he finds Cobra Kai, how he tries to join Cobra Kai. And we also learn... A little bit more about that stepdad who doesn't seem so awesome. Um, we see we see Robbie doing a good job at LaRusso's. We see Louis screwing around with him. Um, we even see LaRusso find a way to introduce karate to this new employee. Hmm, interesting. Uh, we see Sam and Miguel get cozy at school. Um, and then we get a a nice part in the dojo with Johnny speaking to the class and just had like 86 lines that I just love Um, talking about how you have to shed your loser skin to find your true power. And shortly thereafter, Eli walks back in flipping the script. And we'll talk about that too. But all that matters is that you become badass. That's my quick recap. Did I miss anything, something you want to throw out before we start talking about it? No. Nope. You guys are being way too easy on me. You need to be like, don't you remember that that scene where they did that thing that time? This was a clean-cut episode, I feel. It was. I agree. I agree. I'm curious if you thought in the flashback, were they using uh, uh, Martin Cove's voice there? Or was that someone doing a pretty good impression of Martin Cove? Uh, I absolutely Cause, cause wondered Creed. that. Yeah. Obviously, I have they're no not idea. showing him. They're, they're, they're using someone from the backside that looks like he kind right. of looks like in the, in the movie. Right. Um, uh, but his voice sounded pretty close to it. But, you know, it's hard to tell with the overdub. But I, I, I wonder. Hey, yeah, I wasn't sure. And the the one thing that I actually wanted to do – um, before we record this, I just didn't have time. I actually wanted to go back to like the original Karate Kid to see maybe if these were things that he had said in the original movie. Maybe 
I mean, it sounded exactly like him. And if it wasn't his voice, whoever that is, high five, man. That's a hell of an impression because I believed it was him. I don't know, though. I do not know. Yeah. Excellent question. Uh, it was cool to hear, though. One thing that, because it definitely triggered a PTSD, like, childhood moment for me was uh, he had the class uh, singing, doing the, the Cobra Kai chant, like, we, which we really haven't heard in Johnny's Mojo. But they were right. doing the, you know, strike first, strike hard, no mercy, like, you know, like the whole chant thing, <laughs> which is really cool to hear. Yeah. Uh, and we really haven't yeah. gotten that yet in, uh, in Sensei uh, Lawrence's dojo. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely very, very interesting. So what what stuck out to you guys? What, what was pivotal in this episode for you guys? And I don't remember who went first on episode five. I think that was Mike. I don't remember. I but one, first. Pete, yeah, go ahead. Hit it. First. Hit it. Somebody, just hit it. All right. Okay. Um, I thought that it was interesting to see Johnny's past about how he really got into the whole Cobra Kai thing about how all, you know, when he saw it, all he could do was think about it. And you know, flashing back to being a kid when there was something you wanted more than anything else you know that that was a great feeling when you finally got there and we know he gets there so you know that must have been quite the ride i would like to see more of it um i think the comedy hour at the dojo was hilarious and i i think we really learned that that johnny lawrence had a pretty um shitty father figures in his life because all of them seemed to be crap so um, you know, his, he had a lot of parenting issues and that, that normally affects a kid and it explains a lot, but you know, you're your own person and he's, you know, he's got to grow into who he is. And I think he's on his way. I really do. And I think it's not that bad. Plus that quiet that he says, it really does work everywhere. And I know more in this episode than anything else that it's just, he uses it everywhere. He used it. I think in the, when he went to go see, when they raised his rent in the last episode, they raised the rent of the people next door and he walked in, they're all arguing and he said it to the, to the owner and you know, the neighbor, I'm like, this thing really does work everywhere. So, and th- that was a big part of this episode. I felt because he kept saying yeah. it in the dojo to, to get everybody quiet. I mean, right. like I said, clear cut, okay. clear cut episode to me. And I thought it was awesome. Okay. How about you there, Mike? Uh, you know, um, I, there's two things I want to talk about. One, I want to talk about the music in the show. Uh, the, the music is, it, you know, it's there. If you're an 80s kid or if you have some kind of fascination for classic rock or, you know, well, I guess what's now oldies, uh, 80s rock, uh, the <laughs> yeah. music in this yeah. show is just so fucking good. And, you know, he clicks on a Walkman uh, with the, and then Boston's Don't Look Back kicks on. You know, the first episode, the show opens with a poison song. It, it's, you know, together with like the Iron Eagle episode, uh, movie playing, and then maybe you see that again yeah. later on with your yeah. You know, like, it's such a grounding, it's, just, it's just such a grounding thing for Johnny. And, I, you know, without being explicit about it, they have made very clear, and, and they will continue to do so a couple more times in the, in the show, like, he's very much. Uh, tethered to, to music, which is a weird character thing for, you know, the badass Johnny Lawrence that doesn't know yeah. what, you know, Facebook is, yeah. and doesn't know what autism is, what being on the spectrum is, but motherfucker knows good music, you know, and he's very <laughs> right, connected right. to it. Right. And uh, you know, that whole that whole memory is triggered by his walk with He's staring at his woman when he's contemplating life and his decisions, and, you know, we, see, we get more backstory on Sid was a shitty stepfather his entire life not just as an adult um i think his interactions in class i think were the were the pivot moment 
in this. You know, he brings in. Uh, we saw it in the last episode where he brings in Aisha, and like he's, he's yes, he's he's lured by the fact that her parents are loaded, and he, uh, you know, that's what convinces him. But then he hears that she's being cyberbullied, and and his whole thing is, you know, what pussy? Back in my day, <laughs> you know, bully someone, right. he did it to their face. God damn it! You know, we didn't hide right. behind computers, and 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 I think his whole lesson for the class, he's like, you know, you have to take charge of how people view you. You know, otherwise, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna call you virgin. I'm gonna call you lip. I'm gonna call you boy with now. You know, he's and, and without even hesitating. These are this is these are his initial no filter thoughts because that's how he sees people. You're either yeah. you're either predator or you're prey. And I, I think for me, the episode, the part of the episode is it's the very end when Eli walks back in, and it takes him a second. He's like, "Welcome to Cobra Kai." And then you know, yeah. Eli, and he's like, "Holy shit, kill with the lip." He's like, you flipped the script. I think Eli even said that he flipped the script. Uh, yep. And he calls him Hawk right away. He, right he, away. He doesn't see the lip anymore. Right away. And you know this is not a guy who's taking time to think about things. Without hesitation, he's like, you're Hawk. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. it. You have flipped the script, and that's how I see you now. And, uh, I, you know, it, I think that's, that's the lesson that he's showing these kids. Like, he's teaching these kids to seize their own moment and to seize their own life, to not be victims, which is an important lesson for anyone to have, but especially kids today, especially kids in general, you know, don't be a victim. Don't allow yourself to be a victim if you can help it. And, uh, and I think that's what these kids are walking away with. I think that's what we saw Miguel sees in the lunchroom in the first episode. You know, you have Aisha, you know, talking about kids dumping out. I love his whole speech about, you know, I've called you names. I've broken you down for that. I don't apologize. You know, the world is not, you yeah. know, sweet. I love what he says. I do not apologize. You know, because that's, that's, his, that's, his, that's his reality. And he's mm-hmm. a kid. He's a dojo of misfits. This is not Crease's. <laughs> I, I have right. my notes. I wrote that. This is not Crease's Cobra Kai. Johnny right. Lawrence's Cobra Kai is not badass, you know, bullies. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, he's got the Island of Misfit toys in his dojo. You know, yeah. and uh, and he's empowering them, and I think that I think that whole last scene with with Hawk coming back in, and you know him being the exact point that he's trying to make, uh, I think I think that's the pivot. You know, all that matters is that you become badass. That's that's the lesson of this episode. All that matters is that you become badass. Yeah, that that phrase was my very last set of notes on this episode, and just to. Um, elaborate on part of what you're talking about there. I a hundred percent agree with you. A hundred percent agree with you. And the one thing that impressed me the most about when Eli walked in said, Hey, I flipped the script and him immediately calling him Hawk. That was, what's the word I want to use? It was the, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, he wasn't pandering to him, you know. He wasn't no, pandering to him. No, not at all. This was it was kind of like this is this is what I'm talking about moment. This is yes. his this is what I'm talking about moment. Like he took this entrance and everyone looking at Eli saying, "What the hell?" and he used it as this is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not going to make fun of him now. He's got a cool ass nickname now. He is now badass and this is what I've been trying to teach you and this is exactly what you need to do. And it, and it turned it into just this, you know, if you're a good teacher, if you're a good trainer, 
you always, whatever lesson you're, you're teaching or training, you always want to follow up at some point with some kind of proof that it works or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he did that here. And he did it masterfully. Just, he, Sensei, you, you're the man. I mean, I just think that was the lesson that everyone should have taken away that this does work. This is right. This is what we need to do. We need to become badass. So I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and what are the, and right after that, what are the three things that he helps them out because they understand what he wants from them? Uh, you know, it doesn't exist in this dojo. Fear doesn't exist in Sensei. Pain right. doesn't ex- uh, exist in here, uh, Sensei. Defeat doesn't exist in here, Sensei. Like, these are life lessons. You know, and, and it's true. you're absolutely right. It could not have been proven more accidentally. Uh, <laughs> right. That's the best proof right. concept. You know, it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. Right. It, that's an entirely you know, non-artificial moment, completely spur of the moment, proving his entire, his entire concept. Yeah. So, yeah. loved it. You, you want to know why that worked, why that moment worked for everybody, and it worked so well? Because not only is it a cool moment to write, but I know you guys are lying if you tell me, when Hawk walked into that dojo, you thought it was the same kid with the lip but the first time when you saw him. Because you know what? You don't see that lip anymore. And he was right. You don't. You, you're, at, you're 100% right. Look, look back at that conversation that they had before he walks out. That's an uncomfortable conversation. You know, he's like, yes, Jesus Christ, that's after the surgery? You know, like, he's, <laughs> back. Like, he's, just, he's, he's not just like, he's riding him. He's like a yeah. he's like a lion with a gazelle in his teeth. He's you know? brutal. He, he's like uh, you know I'm on the spectrum. I don't know what that is, but get off of it. You know, like he he's just <laughs> no, brutal, and he doesn't see any of that when he walks back in. Yeah, you know it, yeah. It, he just doesn't see it. Anymore. Well, so, well done, Johnny and Hawk. Well done. Uh, let me throw this question at you because in my mind, this is a pivotal moment, but I don't know. If I'm overthinking this a little bit, so tell me what you think about this. You know, when the show started, um, in the you know first two or three episodes, we really saw how Johnny was kind of down and out. Daniel was, you know, up and had the amazing life. In this episode, we flash back to Johnny, and we got to see him there at the dining room table. And him trying to, or his mom trying to help him get permission to join Cobra Kai and do the karate thing. And the stepdad is not nice about it. And I wish I wrote it down, but I didn't. Um, But he he listed like a couple other things that he had already paid for to have Johnny do. And Johnny didn't stick with it or Johnny didn't do well with it or blah, 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 blah. And so for me, I kind of the karate kid story we know that johnny did get into cobra kai he did stick with it he did do well with it and so i feel like part of that might have been like a screw you to the stepdad part of it might be found something that actually really did fit for him and we've kind of said how um obviously his loss at the all valley tournament 30 years ago has brought him to the point where he is now but I feel like maybe that kitchen table, dining room table conversation is really the catalyst for the whole thing because he decided to stick with Cobra Kai. He was going to do it. He was going to prove the stepdad wrong. He was going to be amazing at it. And he ended up failing at the very end in that all Valley tournament. 
And not so much that he lost the tournament is why maybe he was so down and out, but the fact that he could not prove to that jerk-ass stepfather that that's ultimately what made him down and out. What are your thoughts? Hmm. I mean, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. I think I I, compl- I took away from that those flashbacks that Sid and Sid's uh, hostility towards him was like what snapped. Like there was an, obviously an intra- attraction to Cobra Kai when he went by the window on his bike in '79, right. but hearing him shit on him and his inability right. to stick with things, I, I agree with you 100. percent He, you know, that was all he needed to hear, and he flipped on his headset on his uh, on his, uh, head, uh, his headphones, right. and he's done. He was committed. There was nothing that was going to pull him off. Um, you know, we don't know the sit backstory, obviously, in the movie, um, but it makes it definitely makes sense. It all flows as far as a character development goes. That right. he's trying to prove himself not only to Crete, which is what you think when you watch the movie, but right. he's also got this whole right. other backstory life right. that he's trying to prove this guy wrong. That you know, it definitely makes sense. He's definitely a kid who's trying as much for others as he is for himself. So okay, cool. I like it. All right, let's Can rate this episode. Real quick? Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so episode five ends with Daniel like restarting his dojo. Daniel is so pathetic in this episode. He's got no friends. Like, there's this whole <laughs> arc of Daniel. There's this whole arc of Daniel that he, you know, he's got this fancy clubhouse life. True got story. More money yep. than anyone else in Reseda. Like, he's living the fucking dream. Motherfucker's got no friends. He has to ask <laughs> his employee to come work out yeah. with him. And who says no because he's pimping out on his in his on his uh, Indian dating app? You know he's the Vindaloo with the sandwich. You know, like like no yeah. one wants to be with Daniel. Daniel's because yeah. you're a piece of turd. You're a jerk. Yeah, kids don't no want to do it. You. No friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only kid that the only person who wants to be with you is the fucking villain of the show. Like that. Take a hard look in your mirror, dude. You <laughs> Your kid's eating uh, butter. Your kid has locked you out of your Alexa Echo. <laughs> Like, he's ordering yeah. PlayStation, yeah. like portable PlayStations. You've got no power, <laughs> Yeah, true story. True story. I, thought, I almost Good felt point. bad for him how pathetic he was. So. Nah, I don't. Nope, I did, this I is did, karma. Really, it was fleeting yeah. I, that I decided to laugh at him. So. All right, good. Yeah. Don't give him too much. Don't give him too much. No. Oh, Team gotcha. Johnny, baby. Team Johnny. All right. Um, what do you guys rate the episode? One karate chop to ten. Uh, I'm going to go first this time because I never go first. I am going to give this episode uh, a 9.675. Very, very specific. And the fact that I really like this episode. Um, from the flashbacks to the beginning to like the last, I don't know, five, ten minutes of the episode that we've already really talked about. Just generally speaking to the class and the lesson learned and the lessons being taught, I just thought it was super powerful. It brought the Cobra Kai Dojo really to the front of everything um, and how important it can be, not just for Johnny, not just for those kids, but for even the viewer watching that, uh, yes, you do control your own destiny. It's up to you. Um, So I I give it a a nice 9.675. What about you guys? I like it. I like it. 
Uh, I'm going to rate this one a little bit lower than episode five, only because I think, I think five was more pivotal. Uh, I do really like this episode. Um, I'm giving this – you went with a crazy number system, but I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with <laughs> 9.25. Uh, this is a Ukrainian just an asshole. So average. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. I'm okay with that. Um. Pete. Okay. Okay. So you know you can't give Uh-oh. me some Uh-oh. of the best. You can't give me one of the best half an hours on television I've ever seen from any show ever, and then follow it with something so basic. Now, as far as the Cobra Kai series, this episode was great. But to have it come right after the episode we just saw, I, I have to give it a lot less of a rating. So while I'm watching this episode, I'm kind of like, all right, you know what? It's a good episode, but right now it's on like the five level. But five? At the oh, end, yes, but, but, oh. but hear me out. At the I'm end, mm. when Hawk showed up with his hairdo, he automatically got extra points for the episode. So therefore, my official rating is a 7.247. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask you next week if you remember that number. I'm just gonna I'm gonna <laughs> quiz you on that. I'm gonna quiz you on that. All right, that's fair. Um, and I'm not like that because Hawk showing up as is with that was uh, pretty damn awesome. It was huge. It was everything. Oh, yeah. For me, it was it was everything. It made the episode not a five. So good job, Hawk. Uh, all right. So besides the announcement that we're gonna chat about here in just a second, uh, give me your teams. Um, last last chance to change it up. You can keep it the same. Um, hashtag team um, what for who? I'm, Go ahead, I'm Mike. switching teams for one episode. I'm switching teams for one episode. What? I'm, I'm, I am. I am. Can you do that? I am. Is that in the rule hash, book? I, it, 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 yeah. it is. I just yeah. chapter. It, it is just, now. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the addendum. Uh, it's addendum 3.4. Uh, I, for this one episode, <laughs> Am hash <laughs> stupid lawyers. I am hashtag Team Hawk for this episode. Oh look at that! He flipped the script, yo. The I'm, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm with you, you know, and I the, and I I can't deny that. I mean, I I, I can't. I'm still going to stay Team Johnny myself though, because no, no, Johnny created Hawk. So all right, go ahead. I think it all yeah. flows from him, but I think needs to. I think I need some shout up, but I agree it all flows from Johnny. But I'm going to give some specific love to him, though. Plus, I like all a right. good mohawk. So. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? All right, Pete, what you got? Who you got? So the groundwork is laid, and the evolution has begun. However, even though I'm very interested in Team Hawk, I cannot go there yet because just not everybody is coordinated. And maybe he's not as coordinated as Miguel, or not as good as learning, or not as tough on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I need to see more okay. out of Hawk. I'm going to stay with hashtag Team Miguel. Gotcha. All right. I'm okay with that, too. As long as nobody picks Team Daniel, I'm always going to be okay with it. Or Team so, Robbie. Or Team Stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> Andy. No, nobody is Team Robbie. Get the hell out of here. No, nobody. The only, the only LaRusso I would be Team for in that family is Bam. Team Amanda, the hot wife. She's the oh. only one who speaks any kind okay. of thing. Hey, girl, hey, give me a call when you inevitably leave his ass. I'm sure <laughs> she's got some a good divorce yeah. lawyer on retainer. She's just biding her time. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Um, but, yeah, we do have an announcement to talk about. And if I was smart enough to have remembered it, I would have brought it up at the beginning of the podcast. But we'll end it on a high note. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Um, we got some news about Cobra Kai and the fact that it got over 20 million uh, views 
already on that uh, premiere episode. Uh, so, Mike, what was that news about uh, Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai this week picked up for season two. Season two of Cobra Kai is happening. Very excited. Oh, dude, it's amazing. It up, I'm, I'm so, so happy about that. Yeah, Pete. Can I ask you guys a question about season Steve. two? Yes. Because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And this season, you know, we're, we're halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through, and, you know, Johnny seems like he's the underdog story coming back, and LaRusso's just kind of, you know, a jerk. And we all agree we see it that way. But do you think in season two they might break down LaRusso a lot and have him become the underdog now where you're kind of rooting for LaRusso? Is it possible? What do you think? Um, I'm uh, I'm hoping uh, LaRusso uh, retires from the car business, the karate business, moves off to Hawaii somewhere, and the show is 100% Team Johnny. <clears throat> we all can I, dream. I, I have two <laughs> answers. I have a silly answer, which goes back to my SMS answer on, on Cobra Kai from earlier in the week uh, when this is being recorded. Uh, I believe that this fantastic Carly crossover event that's going to happen where Samantha <laughs> Carly from iCarly are going to fight the fuck out of each other in the apex of season two. Uh, it, it makes sense. It's genius. She's definitely not doing anything because she's waiting for another, uh, what's her face? Uh, Miranda Cosgrove, she's waiting for another, you know, Gru movie, another Despicable Me movie to come out. She's not doing anything. She's available. Uh, right. iCarly, Cobra Kai crossover season two, it's happening. That's my silly answer. My real answer, what I think is going to happen, is I think that Daniel and Johnny are going to have to team up, and their dojos are going to have to combine to some extent and take on some external uh, uh, external third dojo threat that we're not contemplating yet that maybe at the end of this season may make more sense as a potential villain for season three. I think that's how the, uh, season two, I think that's how it's going to shape I think I think there's a villain in season two, and Daniel and John have to learn to work together with their students. That's hmm. my guess. Well, I guess we'll find out. We shall find out. All right, another podcast in the books. Uh, we will have seven and eight uh, in a few days, so look forward to that. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, anything you want to throw out there about these two episodes that we neglected to discuss now is our last chance. Either of you, anything? No, anything. Uh, good. No, Team Miguel, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. That's it. Hell yes, all that matters is you become badass. All right, we're out of here. Kai, Thanks for Kai. listening. No mercy, Cobra Kai. See ya. Today's sales leaders face a difficult task, selling the right products at the right time through the right channels. A new three-day program from Harvard Business School Executive Education addresses this problem directly. Join us on the Boston campus in August for Managing Sales Teams and Distribution Channels, where you will discover strategies that can lead to the best sales performance. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me sales. That's hbs.me sales.